Thanatos. I know this is something I gotta do. Tell me that I want to. Sarah, what I'm trying to say is that I, I love you. Love it's this. just... I feel like this is coming to an end. It's coming to an end. And it's better for me to let it go now. Third wall. 
again it's your boy it's your motherfucking boy this is king known uncensored home of the sports the nba and urban music talk oh boy let's go get them today man this is wild yo man we gonna call this one <laughs> make them say uh never too much <laughs> oh man so Luther Vandross got violated, bro. <laughs> In death. Like, how you violate a dead man? That's number one. That's how did this happen? And who hacked Google to make this happen? Like, seriously. So, when you Google search Luther Vandross on Google, a picture of Master P popped up. I wonder if it's still up there, bro. Let me check real quick. <laughs> if they if they fixed everything. Okay, they fixed it. <laughs> Somebody hacked Google and put Masterpiece picture on Luther Vandross. Who's the culprit? What the fuck is going on? It's a major fucking violation, I tell you, boy. Niggas is wildin' the fuck out. Huh, so, uh, Ben Steiner, a sports analyst, um, proposed that the Phoenix Suns should pick up John Rondo because he implied that Rondo has every offensive weapon in his arsenal. Including Aiton, sorry ass. And Rondo could easily average 10 assists and play that role that Chris Paul was playing instead of, you know, Devin Booker playing the point. I mean, to be honest, that's not a bad idea. A Rondo, Beal, Booker, Durant, and Aiton starting five wouldn't be bad. I mean... I know Rondo still got it. I know Rondo still got it. I know he can still ball. He has not retired officially. I mean, in the great words of Cindy from Scary Movie, like, what are you waiting for? Seriously. I don't see why not. It's worthy of a try. Now, I heard from the grapevine that Ben Simmons is allegedly holding up a part of the Damian Lillard trade. Just a part. Not a major part, but a minor part. 
And that's due to the fact that no one wants him. I told y'all, man. Once his contract is up, nobody Ben Simmons will be out of the league. Period, point blank. He will be out of the league. For sure. Nobody wants this kid. He quits at everything. He has this NBA, you know, look. But he doesn't have the heart or the mentality or the work ethic to be the best that he can be. He just gave up on hard work and and dedication and just said, fuck it. Because the Nets, of course, the Nets want to move up off that contract, but not even the Portland Trailblazers want him. That's pretty bad when a team that was in the lottery don't want you. Now, this story had me confused. So, Damian Lillard's agent has been telling organizations outside of Miami that trading for Damian Lillard is like trading for an unhappy player. First of all, bro, Why would you put that information out into the atmosphere? Number one. Number two, that is not professional. I mean, I do understand that you're trying to send a message, but there are different ways of saying that. You know, there's a more professional way of saying that he's going to be unhappy where he is. The professional way is very simple. Um, You're trading for a player that's not going to commit to your franchise long term. That's how you're supposed to say it. You're not supposed to say trading for Dame is like trading for an unhappy player because you put a bad reputation on Damian Lillard's name. And then, you know, he's looked at as the difficult superstar. The difficult star player. The star player with an ego. The the arrogant star player. The ringless, arrogant star player. Once you have a bad reputation around the league, no one's going to want you. And they're just going to hand out short-term contracts the rest of your career. I don't think that was smart at all for Dame Dallas agent to say. And if Dame told them to say that, then I'm disappointed in Dame as a man. Because, you know, like I said, I don't idolize these fucking star players. Like, you don't idolize celebrities. You just don't. You don't idolize ball players. You don't idolize celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you shouldn't. You know, you know, Dame is my favorite player 
in basketball because I like his game. You know, he's relentless on that court. He's a, uh, he's a, you know, like I said, he, he shoots it from anywhere. He, he takes the big shots. He's not afraid of big moments. And, um, I like a player You know, that's my kind of basketball player. A guy that'll shoot it from 50 fucking feet. And then attacks the basket and scores at will. And he's had a lot of clutch moments as well. You know, that's why I like him. And then he's an underdog. You know, I like his loyalty to Portland for these last 12 years. You know, but he is unraveling as we speak. Um, yeah, that's not the, that's not the move, Dame, in order to get people interested, because that's not being really professional at all at this point, you just wilding the fuck out, I can't believe his agent telling these people this, that's crazy. J-Rock, man, dropped a video and a song called Eastside, bruh. I think I uh, talked about him uh, dropping the song, but I haven't, you know, I hadn't saw the video and the song. So, the song is fire. I like the record. It's catchy. But the video, nigga, that shit was like a movie not gonna lie it's it's like i don't know maybe it's like late 90s style video because you know it's a lot of gunshots gunfire i don't know if it was real footage or maybe it was like i don't know man but it took place in j-rock neighborhood and it was just like whoa Yeah, that was an incredible video that they shot. It was lit as fuck. Huh, man. Alright, I guess I'll talk about this Kiki Palmer and and Usher bullshit. I usually don't like tackling gossip topics like that, me personally, but it's a hot topic. So, let's get to it. So, from my standpoint... Usher was on stage at one of his concerts. Kiki Palmer was a guest. And I guess they got on stage. You know, she was singing There Goes My Baby with him. Kiki still got pipes. Um, Usher, you know, and her were bumping and grinding. Wasn't It wasn't crazy, but it was still like a violation. In a way, it's still kind of like a violation, especially if she has like a man that she claims. If she isn't claiming old boy, then that's different. If old boy, you know what I mean? If she doesn't claim him, then she has all the right to do that. But if they're 
proclaiming to be in a relationship because, you know, they just had a baby. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he had some, you know, the guy came out and said something about it. You know, old boy came out and he was pissed, which is understandable. You know, your woman up there violating. But not only violating, but in public. I mean, that's kind of public embarrassment in a way. You know, these publications are reporting that her man... Darius Jackson publicly shamed her for her outfit. Her outfit was a black see-through dress. You know, it was a see-through from the backside. From the front, you know, it was covered up. From the back, it was like on some see-through shit. Let me read his comments about this. The first comment that he made was, it's the outfit though, you a mom. So I don't know if he had a problem with Usher on his woman because, uh, you know, if he did, you didn't see the uh, the Boondocks episode with uh, Tom. You didn't see the Boondocks episode when Tom, when Usher stole Tom's wife. You didn't see that episode. If he is indeed mad about the situation. But he was talking about the outfit in particular that she wore that that night. And he wasn't feeling it. Um, his next response was, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother of his kids to showcase booty cheeks to others, to booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. He's not wrong. He's not wrong for having standards for what his relationship presents to the general public and how he would want his woman to present herself to the general public despite her celebrity status. I don't count pockets. I don't know what this man does for a living. Therefore, I don't care. I don't even know who the hell he is. But typically, when a celebrity female is a breadwinner in the relationship, they tend to exhibit behavior of this kind. I wear the money. I have the money. I wear the pants. Or Buddy could be the breadwinner. But she's more popular. I'm popping. I have the status so I can do whatever the hell I want attitude. It could be one of those two things as to why, you know, she did that. Uh, This lady just had a child with this man. They seem to be in a committed relationship from what I've read.
the question is, is is Kiki wrong? Yes, but not like, but we're not calling her a whore. You know what I'm saying? We're not going that far. But I wouldn't have bought, you know, bringing shit to social media is not the move. I get why he feels a type of way, and that's completely understandable. And, you know, he had to get it out. But he could have just told her that. He, he didn't have to tell the whole internet that. But maybe he felt like going to the internet would get his message out a little bit more clearer. Because, you know, maybe he felt like Shorty wouldn't listen to him. I mean, he knows his woman better than anyone else. He knows his lady, allegedly. I mean, Kiki kind of kind of did violate. You know, but I'm not going to nail her to the fucking cross for it. I mean, they have to have a conversation off the internet about this. And if she doesn't give the right answers and feel the proper remorse, then you have to leave this woman, my boy. Plain and simple. Let's move on. Man, this is some corny shit right here. This is real corny. The new a New Jersey judge is under investigation for rapping along to Busta Rhymes and Nas on TikTok. Judge Gary N. Wilcox of New Jersey is under investigation after he posted various videos on TikTok of him rapping music. Just rapping music. As reported by the New York Times, a complaint submitted to New Jersey's Advisory Committee on Judicial Conduct shows that Wilcox used the pseudonym Sal Tortorella to share 40 videos around April 2021 and March 2023 of the content that he shared in his public account. At least 11 were considered inappropriate and bought disrepute to the judiciary some of the songs he lip synced to was Get Down by Nas Touch It by Busta Rhymes and Rihanna Jump the complaint accuses Wilcox of poor judgment which demonstrated disrespect for the judiciary and an inability to conform to the high standards of conduct expected of judges I mean, in one video, um, he was in his robe. He was in his judge robe saying, singing the rap lyrics, all my life, I've been waiting for somebody to whoop my ass. I mean, business. You think you can run up on me and whoop my monkey ass? His lawyer... Is saying, well, actually, um, this case is expected to attract a lot of attention from free speech speech activists, said American Civil Liberties Union member Alexander Shalom. As he goes through that process, there will be lots of significant issues raised about free speech and free expression and what actually does free speech mean. 
my thoughts on this is this is fucking corny and I feel like they're going too far with it now there could be a code of conduct on what a judge is supposed to do in his chambers in his office maybe there could be a code of conduct there but I don't think that there was a violation I don't think he did anything wrong personally I don't think he did anything wrong I think that Judge Wilcox was just living his life man it's just plain and simple I mean, every, I mean, he didn't use his name. He used a different alias. That's one thing. But if he's following people that work with him, that's where I'm like, okay. Maybe you did go a little bit too far. any harm he was just having fun and that's the problem with this world if this was a white judge doing this people would find this shit cool yes I'm playing the race car you damn right if this was a white judge in his robe you know singing touch it by Buster Rhymes I mean obviously they were offended by the part where he was like when we trying shorty was trying to put my dick in her mouth you know what I'm saying I bet you that was the the thing that pissed them off which I don't understand I feel like they're going too far with this unless they had like rules where he couldn't be on social media in his chambers this nigga should be um should keep his job and shouldn't even this shit shouldn't even go to court in my opinion I just think that there are a lot of people in this world that don't want you to have fun And this is just another situation where somebody is so mad at their fucking lives and so angry within themselves that when they see a motherfucker having fun, you know, they just want something to be mad at. And that's just the bottom line with this Judge Wilcox situation. And, you know, I wanted to go to the TikTok account and see, like, what was up, but it's already been removed, unfortunately, and that sucks. I wanted to see those videos. Maybe they have them on the Internet. But anyway, Summer League action. Man, I'm not going to necessarily go game by game, but I'm going to, like, bring up the teams that I did watch and just look at the performances that caught my eye. Let's take a look at some of the Summer League teams that I've been playing. 
don't know why my internet is slow over here, but fuck it, let's get it. As I mentioned before on the last show, Jamie Wakez has been balling in the summer league. Keegan Murray. Now, Keegan Murray, bro, go home. This man had 41 points last night in a summer league game. It's like, go home. You don't need to be here. I understand players wanting to get their workout on, you know, and I understand that you want to show these young niggas like what the league is really like by having a player that went to the playoffs and actually was in a seven game series. But Keegan Murray is way too good for this level of competition that's currently in the summer league. I mean, damn near everybody that I've watched so far except Keegan Murray needs to be in the summer league from what I see. But Keegan Murray, please go home, man. You're going to fuck around and hurt yourself. Um, The biggest disappointment in summer league has been Brandon Miller. Like, what happened to Virgil? Where's the Brandon Killer that I seen in Alabama? It seems like he's not focused. He's a little timid out there. What's going on here? I want to know something. Like, he's only had, what, six points in both games? He's only had 12 points in two summer league games. That's kind of concerning in a way. I'm not trying to criticize a nigga or nothing like that, but you're the number two overall pick. You're supposed to be playing way better than what you're playing. You know, the first game, you know, I was like, okay, maybe he had jitters. Maybe he was nervous. But the second game, he wasn't aggressive. He wasn't aggressive in either game, you know? And both games, the Hornets got blown the fuck off the floor. So, that's a cause for concern in my eyes. I hope that Brandon Miller is not the next Anthony Bennett. I'm reaching a little bit, for sure. I'm definitely reaching, but I'm praying that he gets into the groove. I mean, there have been players that have had bad summer leagues and still turned out to be okay. So I'm not going to judge all the way. Only going to judge what i seen. And i seen a guy that's a little bit scary out there. Now, San Antonio Spurs, yo, I'm not going to lie. In that tournament that the Summer League has, they're the favorites. And they're doing this in the Summer League without Victor. Victor Wimbenyama is supposed to be showing up to the Summer League when it goes to uh, Las Vegas. He's going to the Las Vegas uh, Summer League. 
his team that he that, that team in the summer league. Yo, Julian Champagne. Let's talk about Julian Champagne. Man, listen. This kid right here, that dude is nice. Oh, Julian Champagne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Let's talk about Julian Champagne. Because he was undrafted in 2022. He was undrafted in 2022. He played for Philly. And then, you know, he ended up being flipped to San Antonio. He went to St. John's College. Um, He had some decent numbers in college. He averaged 20 points per game and seven rebounds in college. Last year, in a role in San Antonio, he averaged 11 points per game. Hell, he shot 46% from the field and 41% from three. Damn. That's crazy. Wow. It seems like he's been a part of the San Antonio Spurs rotation for quite a while. Like, he's one of he's becoming one of the breakout stars of the uh Summer League. I mean, he had back-to-back 30-point games. But that damn champagne kid He lit. That man can fucking play. Um, Blake Wesley is also from San Antonio Spurs. He's also playing well. That's another cat. Yo, he 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 was dunking on niggas last night. He dunked on Brandon Miller last night. Something terrible. Like this dude. Um, Jalen Hood Shafino, um, the first round pick from Indiana, he's showing some promise here. Definitely showing some promise. Like, it's his patience level for me. Like, I had said, like, in my draft breakdown that he's he's got a very mature basketball game. He not only gets others involved, he scores and takes contact well. Pause that. The Grizzlies, I mean, it's the same old shit, man. Same old shit can be said for uh, Kenny Lofton Jr. He's definitely balling. Of course he is. I just hope that he can crack the lineup. Um, I didn't get a chance to see enough of Kaysen Wallace. From the Oklahoma City Thunder. I gotta watch that kid, man. When it moves over to the uh, 
Las Vegas joint. Utah, I got to see Keontae George. I heard that Taylor Hendricks and Bryce Sensabaugh are not playing in the uh, summer league this year. Well, they weren't at least playing the first couple of games. But from what I've seen, Utah summer league team look all right, too. Keontae George is looking exactly like the player that I expected him to look like. Philadelphia's got a couple of guys over there. Uh, Ricky Council, the fourth, he looked all right. In his little showing, he looked all right. He's not a rookie, though. I mean, he is a rookie. I'm sorry. He's an undrafted rookie. But things will really kick into high gear on July 7th through the 17th as the real deal summer league in Las Vegas is cracking and everybody is playing. Everybody, every team is coming out to ball out. Now, as us, you know, the 16th of July, I mean the 15th of July is the tournament, the playoff tournament that they have every year. And I can't wait to see who comes out, like, because the championship is on Monday, July 17th. So that'll be very interesting to see, like, who wins that title over there in the summer league for Vegas. Uh, Victor Wimbenyama is definitely going to play. I can't wait to see him alongside that Barlow kid, that Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham. And Julian Champagne. That's going to be a very interesting dynamic that Victor has with his new teammates. We got the last thing that we need to talk about is from the disc. You know, the straight NBA news. What the fuck going on with Ubre trending? Yo, man. So Threads is the new shit now? Everybody is leaving Twitter and going to Threads from what I'm hearing from the streets. Is Threads the new social media platform? I heard Threads is a major threat to Twitter. Wow. If this is in fact the end of Twitter's run, we had a hell of a run. I've had my Twitter account since 2009. So many memories, so much fuckery and foolery. Man. So let's get it on, man. Let's talk, let's talk the straight NBA news, man. So free agent Aaron Holiday has agreed to a one-year deal with the Houston Rockets. Hey man. The Rockets are signing everybody and they mama. The other holiday brother, you know. Got a deal too. That's what's up. I'm sure he's definitely going to get clock out there in Houston. Wow. So Matisse Thibel was offered $33 million for three years by the Dallas Mavericks. 
and the Blazers had seven days to match. They matched it the next day. Damn near less than, less than 24 hours. So the Blazers are bringing back Matisse Thibel to their team. Hey, man. Once the Blazers uh, get this Damian Lillard saga out the way, they could be very competitive. Scoot's upside is crazy. Chris Murray's upside is crazy. Not to mention, you got Simons, you got Jeremy Grant. They got a decent little team out there. But that's crazy, though. Dallas could have used Matisse Stiebel, bro. Now, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, this is what's holding up the Portland and Miami deal. Portland is choosing the market over Miami right now. But there's no assurance that a better deal on Damian Lillard develops. The Blazers don't need to love the Heat's bets package to ultimately accept it. That's the Blazers' battle. Can they find better? Well, from my vantage point, one thing that I can say is they're looking for the best deal available from what I read. They're not going to make the deal that Damian Lillard wants them to do. Even though the Blazers, out of respect for Dame, should trade him to the team that he wants. But that doesn't mean that they have to. This is a business at the end of the day, and it's never personal. I mean... Damian Lillard's not going to fully commit to a team that's not Miami. I think that a lot of teams can offer Portland the right deal for Dame. The right picks, the right players, and the proper deal. And they're not fucking with anything that Miami has offered them so far. So we'll see. So, free agent Mo Bamba has agreed to a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. My thoughts on this is, yeah, I mean, is Nick Nurse going to play backup centers? Because Doc Doc never gave Montrez Harrell the clock over there. Dwight Howard got playing time over there. But I think Bombo is a perfect fit alongside Joel Embiid if he's healthy. That's the that's what's killed his whole career because Bomba is seven is, is damn near seven feet tall. If not seven feet tall, can move. Not the most elite defensive player, but definitely has a, a decent offensive skill set. His health has been the major issue that's plagued his career and slowed him down and stunted his growth. But I think that Bamba is definitely going to help that 76ers team. And he's definitely better than what they had coming off the bench. I'll tell you that much. But Philadelphia is bringing in Bamba with the intention of keeping restricted free agent Paul Reed. But Bamba does give the Sixers some security if 
they lose Paul Reed. I think that the 76ers are going to match any offer for Paul Reed. Paul Reed provided crucial and important minutes last year for Philly. So I think it's just very important for Philly to bring that kid back at any cost. Major trade alert. Major trade alert. So, Grant Williams got traded, y'all, but we'll get to that in a minute. Rookie Trace Jackson Davis has agreed to a four-year deal with the Golden State Warriors, including his two guaranteed seasons. That's big, man. He must have made like a major impact on Golden State. I didn't get to see enough of Trace Jackson Davis in the summer league. We know that he can attack the basket and protect the rim. Those are two things that we all know about Trace Jackson Davis. And the Warriors are high on him. So, Grant Williams sought with the sign and trade of a lifetime here. Grant Williams is a member of the Dallas Mavericks, y'all. That's wild. I never thought I'd ever see. Grant Williams in a a different uniform other than Boston. So, there's a three-team deal. Um, First, things first, um, the Dallas Mavericks and restricted free agent Grant Williams are finalizing a four-year $53 million contract as part of a three-team sign-and-trade agreement with the Boston Celtics and the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio will receive Reggie Bullock and an unprotected pick swap in 2030 from Dallas, while the Celtics, Williams' former team, and the Mavericks will receive two second-round picks. Actually, it's three second-round picks. That's the update on that trade. Boston is landing three second-round picks in this deal, including a 2024, 2025, and 2028. My thoughts on this is complete shock. I'm like, whoa. Boston definitely felt like the role players around Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown were not good enough. I mean, I like Williams. Williams showed up in a a lot of those games, though. On the offensive end and the defensive end. I don't understand that one. Now I'm confused. That would have been one guy I kept. So they traded Marcus Smart, their best perimeter defender, as well. But I understood why they traded Marcus Smart. Grant Williams... 
I don't get it. So three second round picks is good enough for Grant Williams? I'd say yes. I'd say they hit a lick. I guess Boston didn't want to pay Grant Williams. And the Dallas Mavericks got on the phone with him and pretty much got that boy to fuck up out of Boston and paid him what Grant felt like he was worth. I don't think Grant Williams is worth four years, 53 million, but I'm glad he got paid. Wow. I'm still in shock just reading that. You know, you drop Smart, you drop Williams. What are you gonna do on the role player front? I mean, right now as it stands, you have Brogdon as your starting point guard. Or Derek White, probably Derek White as your starting point guard. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. I mean, Christos Przingis and, and Robert Williams. I'm sorry. So that's not a that's a good five. You got Brogdon, Al Horford coming off the bench. Are they going to promote Peyton Pritchard as a bench role? Are they going to give J.D. Davidson more minutes? Like, what the fuck is Boston thinking right now? I don't know, but Boston Celtics have a lot more work to do. They're definitely not finished. Dallas, I said last show that they had a lot of work to do. But uh, it's looking like uh, <laughs> it's looking like they going to work now, trying to get the proper players to fit alongside Luca and Kyrie as Kyrie committed to the Mavericks. So the ma the magic waved bowl bowl crazy. Oh man, they waved my slime, dog. I love bowl bowl's game, dog. A seven th foot three player with skills like a guard that can get up and down the court, can finish with con uh, with contact, pause, got a jump shot damn near a complete game. He just doesn't have a post game, which is something that he definitely needs to work on. Because they're going to take that motherfucker to the cleaners depending on what position he plays. Whether he's a three or a four. But, you know, there are two teams that I feel like Bow Bow should go to. One is the San Antonio Spurs, but judging on Julian Champagne's, uh, progress and development i don't know if they're gonna uh want bobo now i think the best team that has a shot to land him is the detroit pistons why not sign bobo and trade marvin bagley the third i think i mean you're technically swapping the same player you know bowl has had his injury history but he finally played played and stayed healthy last season and he had some very crucial minutes 
in in Orlando. But I feel like Bowles should be one of the hotter free agents out there. I think a team could definitely use him. And then we got the, uh, I think I already talked about the return of Chet Holmgren. But um, I want to talk about him again. Holmgren looks great. I'd love to see Chet go against Bobo, against Victor Wimbenyama. You know, a lot of the guys that have, you know, the same, you know, the same look, basically. Let's see. What are the free, who are the free agents left over? Because I know Christian Wood is still a free agent. Let me type Christian Wood's name in. Maybe uh, he's grouped into the rest of the available free agents. Because there's still some guys out here that could be signed. why Grant Williams went to Dallas. I mean, Boston offered him a four-year $50 million deal, and he turned it down, and he bet on himself and won. So that's good. That was some good tactics used by uh, Grant Williams. But there is a... uh, Let's look at the list of the current free agents still available. We got P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams that can use a versatile four like him who can really score and he's got an old man game and um, he's looking to get paid but if no one is willing to pay for him he's probably going to do the same thing that Miles Bridges did which was sign the qualifying offer to hit free agency again next season We got another Charlotte Hornet out there, Kelly Oubre Jr. Ooh-wee. I, you know, you know, I think he should go back to Golden State. They need him bad. And I mean super bad. They need that athletic versatility off the bench. They definitely need a center, but a guy that's main game is to attack the basket because in Charlotte. He took on more of a number one option scoring role over there. Because he was averaging 20 a game last year. Oubre is a good player. He's not a star player, but he can play some defense. And he's very athletic. And he has a, you know, he puts forth a lot of effort. And Golden State, 
you know, you know, he played for Golden State before. So he's definitely would be, you know, familiar. And he definitely don't want to come back to Charlotte. They're loaded at small forward. I think the Warriors would be a bet a great fit for Kelly Oubre. And a lot more teams, of course. Just depends on who picks them up. Christian Wood is cited to be the hottest free agent out there right now. And, you know, him and Coach Jason Kidd didn't have a great relationship. And I just don't see Christian Wood coming back to Dallas next year. It would be a major fucking surprise if he, in fact, did go back to the Dallas Mavericks next next year. But I think that Wood is looking for a bigger role. And I think he can, he can get that, that role in Miami playing alongside Bam Adebayo. Because, you know, a lot of those guys that are in that Miami Heat Summer League are probably auditioning for for the Portland Trailblazers. Ayo Dosumo is a defensive guard. And he's a restricted free agent, so I don't know. I, I kind of see Chicago matching any offer for him. I don't see him, like, going with another team unless they overpaid for him, like a lot of these people are doing. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets tried to sign him to four years, 80 million, too. Fuck it. Just give it all up. Give it all the money. We already talked about Paul Reed's free agency. You underdig? Uh, Dario Saric, I think he signed with somebody. Uh, he signed with somebody already. Tori Craig, who else? Okay. We got Terrence Davis from the Kings. He's a decent player, but he's not somebody that I would give that much money to. Hammy Diallo. Um, with the recent youth movement in Detroit, I don't see him coming back. Definitely going to miss that kid. I liked him because he played with some heart and a lot of effort. That's more than I can say for other players on Detroit. Killian Hayes. Let's see. RJ Hampton. Gorhan Drogic is still not retired yet. Kendrick Nunn's a free agent. Austin Rivers is unsigned. Darius Baisley. They just let him walk out of Phoenix. Jermichael Green is actually a hotter free agent than advertised. Jermichael Green got some versatility on that court. He can hit open shots. He can play some defense. He can be an enforcer. He has a lot of roles that he can bring to these basketball teams. I think he's one of the more top. He might be a top 10 free agent that's still left over to me. 
He could go. He could go with a lot of uh, championship contenders. I think Green should go to the Phoenix Suns. In my opinion, that'd be a good good look. Montrez Harrell. Hey man, I think he should go back to the Clippers. Me personally, I think him going back to the L.A. Clippers could definitely help because he loved it over in L.A. Derrick Jones Jr. is a free agent. Another 3 and D guy that attacks the basket. I think that would be dope for somebody. I think Derrick Jones Jr. I, I, didn't he re-sign with somebody? Now that I think about it. Let me check. Because this is very fucking interesting. Man, I hate the fact that I be in areas where the connection's all fucked up. It's the downside of this fucking culture. Fuck it. Let me check uh, Twitter. Maybe Twitter will give me some grace here. Still not having any luck with my connection, man. Well, fuck it. All right, that's my show, man. Derrick Jones Jr., I guess, ain't really that important. The basketball gods are not allowing me to check and see if he got scooped up by any team. Because I know I, I I know I read that shit. Yeah, it's just a bad little ass area. But this is King Nona Uncensored. I want to uh, appreciate y'all. I want to appreciate y'all for uh, checking me out, coming through and fucking with me on this Thursday afternoon. Peace out.